0: Hi, beauties. Welcome to the Beyond Beauty Project with your host, Bridget Burrick-Brown, the show that's redefining the meaning of beauty. Enjoy. And we're so happy to have you part of the conversation.
1: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Beyond Beauty Project. I am your host, Bridget Burrick-Brown. And today I am here with Jarek Robbins. If you don't know Jarek, you need to know Jarek. He is a best selling author. Fast Company calls him inspiring and says he'll make your life less ordinary. Forbes says Jarek will teach you how to succeed. Deepak Chopra will advise you to go to Jarek to help create meaning and fulfillment in your life. Brian Tracy applauds Jarek's ability. To teach people how to develop meaning and purpose in life, and then to make a difference in the lives of others. So I would say if you're looking to level up in your life or in business, that Jarek's your guy. He has been an instrumental part of leveling up in my own life. I did coaching with Jarek many, many moons ago, and the things that he taught me were invaluable. The things he Um, introduced me to were invaluable and it definitely you're you've been a big part of who I am today so I'm very excited to talk to you today and thank you so much for being here
2: hey it is an honor to be here and I'm very very excited to share the mic here and and, and chat away so thank you for having me
1: yeah thank you How, how have you been how's the fam
2: life is good you might hear my pet rooster Paul at some point throughout this conversation <laughs> <laughs> he roams around here um, our our son koa is doing amazing he's getting yeah. his vocals in so he's getting his she's, he's learning his speaking sounds which is fun yeah. um, my wife is beautifully stepping into motherhood and and Aww. I mean she's deep in that journey he's only nine months old so she she's really yeah. owning and and Thriving and and vibrating and flourishing in that area. And she's always been in business most of her life. So it's a new, new thing for her, but she's doing it really, really well.
1: It's a really interesting transition for women. I did, I had no idea when it happened.
2: One thing I was just talking to a client who's about to have her second child before this. And what we were talking about was so many people were giving her advice of, oh, you know, what the the child's almost here, like step into your femininity, get more feminine.
1: Mm. And and
2: she was telling me, she's like, I don't know what that is. She was mm. to be honest, like, I build businesses. i am I'm yeah, like she's bought a business, built it, she made a million dollars in profit this last year. She's Amazing. not like step into my feminine person, it's not her nature. Yeah. And I said, What's interesting. Even though it's such a beautiful comment, and I'm sure it comes with beautiful intent behind it, telling someone to try to behave in a way that's not their nature is creating a gap. That gap creates uncertainty in oneself, and that uncertainty drives them to have a conflict between who they think they should be according to what they're being guided to or told to and who they most naturally Mm. feel that they are.
1: Okay. So I'm going to ask you my first question and mm-hmm. that I ask everyone, and it's how would you define beauty?
2: Oh, clearly right here. Um, <laughs> show me
1: the profile. Show me the profile. As, as, the as, profile. <laughs> as our,
2: a video, of this little girl, I think she knows what she's doing. I just saw the random clip where the dad says, what's that on your face? And she like wipes dirt off her forehead. She goes, clearly beauty. Duh. And keeps I walking. And I was like, okay, she's awesome.
1: She's um, awesome. She knows what's up. Beauty to
2: me, I, I saw a quote about this, and the quote said, it doesn't matter what's going on in the outside. If you haven't flourished as a beautiful human from the inside, ugly is ugly. Ugly went, ew, is
1: ugly. Ooh. Like so that true. was
2: judgmental. That was clear. That was beautiful, all in the same statement.
1: yeah I mean someone that looks you can look at them and think god they're really pretty and then they open their mouth and you're like "Mm -mm, you ruined all that
2: you ruined all that (laughs) totally I think beauty to me is when someone is most naturally themselves Mm. and they're coming from a place where three specific cups are really full in their life and when they can look in the mirror and they can say, I am enough, I have enough, and I'm loved enough, and all cups are full and all cups are now spilling over and yeah. they're sharing that with other people, I really feel like that's beautiful because they're flourishing, they're yes. they're full, and they're overflowing into the people and life and, and everything that's around them. And wow. I think that's one of the most beautiful things I've observed.
1: I, I love that. That's just like, I, I could envision it and it's just, yes. Because when all of those are full, you are overflowing. You're able mm-hmm. to give to others and be present.
2: And what happens is when people are full in those areas, they want to help other people fill up in those areas. Yeah. When you see someone who feels deeply loved they share that love with everybody. They help people yeah. who don't feel love, feel loved in that moment. When yeah. you see people who feel like they are enough, all they want to do is help others feel like they're enough too. Yeah. And you see There's people no, jealousy. Who, no. And when you see people who are missing in these areas or, or who are lacking or not full, um, there's jealousy, there's greed, there's trying to take down other people, there's attacking, there's shaming, yep. all those things happen. And, and those are generally pretty ugly. Yes. Observe them.
1: Fully agree. Fully, fully agree. Um, so we're going to dive a bit into the beauty and advertising world today, which I'm very mm-hmm. excited about. Um, so coming off what you just said, I really want to dive into how they can either – build someone's confidence up or knock it down. And I want to get into a bit of some brainstorming with you today because, you know, just on how things could shift in our world to see healthier messages being shared with everyone. But especially, I think, around something we're both very passionate about, and that's our youth. So I recently read this amazing article. It said that 6 in 10 people surveyed said that the beauty and personal care industries created a singular idea of who or what is normal and that that made them feel like they should look a certain way. So what do you think about the messages and the, like the messages, the boxes, the rules that advertisers are sending to our young boys and girls?
2: So these are fascinating. Um, and I'll, I'll- I'll tell you, I've told you personally this story, but I'll share this real quick. I remember yeah. we were traveling and we were in, I think, Ecuador or Guatemala. And I remember we were on a little tour, a group of us, and I looked up and I saw a billboard. And it it was you know, one of those beautiful people billboards, like someone looking really good. Dude looked dapper. Woman looked beautiful. And and it yeah. was advertising some type of skincare. And, and they were like the scarf was blowing in the wind like it was a great shot (laughs) whoever captured it it was awesome but i looked at it really closely and i looked at the lady who was giving the tour and i asked her i said quick question are the people on the billboard from here she's like i don't know who they are no like "No, no 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 like are do people here look like that and she goes what do you mean and i said are those ecuadorian people (laughs) <laughs> yeah and she looked at him really closely in the billboard and went mm, no those aren't ecuadorian people wow and i went how do you know and she says our faces don't have structure like that hmm. like that would be very rare our, our she's like we look more like this they look more like that yeah i said well if you had to guess where those people are from where do you think they're from She said they could be Nicaraguan, they could be maybe Brazilian, maybe Mexican. She's like, but they're not Ecuadorian.
1: So so from a place where they have maybe similar skin color.
2: Mm -hmm. Similar texture. The
1: advertisers maybe thought that those people looked a little bit better.
2: Well, a little bit better or different enough so that no matter how many times you apply the lotion you'll never Mm. actually get there.
1: I just got that. Yep.
2: Different enough so that no matter how many times you put on that eye stuff, this lip stuff, that face scrub, whatever, you'll never actually become the picture, which means if you keep buying it, maybe someday if you put on enough of it, you'll finally get to the picture. And I was like, that is a really smart way to sell stuff, but that's a really unhealthy way to train people.
1: Yes, totally. Well,
2: they're selling us that we should be something other than what we are. Yeah, and so one of the it's very it's a well known kind of research project that was identified. I grew up going to Fiji a lot, and most Fijian women, if you think of the islands Samoa, Tonga, Fiji, Fiji, Hawaii, generally, um, there's a traditional shape and size. The women were, were generally larger in stature they were they were usually carrying a bunch of stuff back and forth with their kids the men were usually kind of skinny because they were working in the fields you know cutting the sugar cane stuff like that generally speaking huge huge generalization here but that's generally the way it was and i've grown up going there since i was like five years old so since five years old i always went there and pretty much that's how everyone kind of looked yeah now over time All of a sudden there was a generation where if you looked at the shape of women, it went from traditional, beautiful, strong, powerful women uh, of Samoan stature and size type to all of a sudden really skinny. Everyone got skinny.
1: And this is in Fiji.
2: In Fiji. And I looked at it and I went, Like, did the food change? What happened that in one generation, like, everyone is a a sizable, Samoan, beautiful, powerful woman. And the next generation, like, they're all skinny versions Hmm. of this. Yeah. And I was like, did the food change? Did the weather change? What the heck happened? And what what happened was Western media was introduced. Mm. Magazines and television. Yep. And the more they saw magazines and the more they saw television, the more they thought they had to rework their structure to look like those magazines and that TV show.
1: That makes me sad. They're
2: still beautiful. It just altered the physical structure of humans, specifically women, in a whole generation. Yeah. And so in looking at that, I stepped back and looked around the world and said, where else do they do this? Mm -hmm. where else in the world do they purposely pick people from another place to represent beauty in, in, so, and, and we talked about this. I remember when we worked together years ago, you were shooting a catalog and you're like, Oh, I've got this great catalog shoot. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. What kind of catalog? And you're like, Oh, it's a German catalog. (laughs) I was like, well, wait a second. Why would they take someone awesome from Michigan in the United States and put them all the way in a catalog in Germany. Yeah. Now, like that's, it's, I mean, you look German enough, I guess. I'm not the good rater of what looks like German and not in life, but I guess that's what they decided. But again, it's the same pattern.
1: Yeah. They're taking
2: people from one place. I know here in the U S they use models from all over the world to represent beauty.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm just,
2: there's but... one spin that says they're trying to show us, all the flavors of beauty.
1: Mm-hmm. Possibly. possibly.
2: But I've been in business long enough to know the reason most businesses do stuff is to drive behavior. What yes. they need is who's the person we put on on the, the ad that causes more sales. That's all they're yeah. looking for. I mean, if they could put a donut on the ad and drive beauty sales, they would. Yeah, It, it doesn't matter so what it, goes on the ad. It matters you, what drives the sales. And that's that's marketing 101. That's sales 101. They're taking something that's other than what you have and making you desire it. And what they've done altered what people think they should be. And they've said, you need to become something other than just yourself in order to become, in this case, beauty. Yep. They're saying for you to be loved enough, you need to look like this and behave like this for you to have enough. You need to have the things that we're showing you in all these advertisements and for you to be enough. I mean, my goodness, you need to accomplish all these things. Otherwise, you're you're clearly not even close to being enough. What we need to do is get more of these people to realize how powerful they are, how beautiful they naturally are as their most natural self. And how to communicate mm. with their local community in a way that brings people back to feeling full.
1: Yeah. How
2: to rebuild relationships, how to resupport each other, how to champion each other locally. Those little signs that say shop local. That's how you switch the tide. I mean yes. buy from someone that lives down the road from you and support them in creating the life they want to live. And all of a sudden the power gets taken away from the big box brands and the big organizations that have everyone captured.
1: I love that. Grassrooting it. And yeah. this is a tricky
2: thing to say on social media. It drives me nuts when people, you know, Hollywood makes them who they are. And then they go, Hollywood's so toxic. I'm like, honey, no one would know who you are if Hollywood didn't exist. So stop blaming the path that got there. Instead, yep. learn how to dance in it in a, in a more productive way. Yeah, Because there's use to it. I mean, if you have a voice, voice things for the wor- parts of the world that need it. If you have a platform, use it to remind people how beautiful they already are.
1: If we're reminding people of that, what about the actual products? The creams, like use this cream for the wrinkles, use that, you know.
2: So there's a psychology piece underneath this. I had a professional guy in Tampa, Florida, take some head portraits of me and he did some really cool stuff like he switched the light and made me like half shadow face and all this cool stuff. I'm like, wow, these are cool. Those are fun and artsy.
1: Yep. Totally.
2: And, and when he was doing it, I said, Oh, when we, right when we were done, I said, can you just drop the pictures onto my drive so I can have them? And he goes, Oh, well I haven't done the editing yet.
1: Mm, Yeah. Always edit. And (laughs) I looked
2: at him and I'm like, what do you plan on editing? Mm-hmm. Like what part of me are you thinking isn't okay right
1: now? Yeah.
2: And he goes, well, when you put it that way, I mean, I'm, it's not like something's wrong with you. I mean, I just need to edit it, you know? So my picture looks better. Yeah. I was like, okay, what, what are you going to do? And he's like, Well, oh, you know, everything's I'll, edited. I'll, I'll take the lines off the side of your eyes when you smile. I'll, I'll flatten out the wrinkles in your forehead when you smile.
1: And I was like, that's so weird
2: then you're going to give me a picture of someone else. You're not going to give me a picture of me.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And he looked that's at me true. and he said, you're the first person who's ever objected to this. Good for you. I was like, really? It's like, just give me my picture that looks like me. So when I show up at a place after them seeing a picture, they're like, oh, it's you.
1: Versus yeah. if I show
2: up somewhere and they look at the picture, look at me and go, who the hell are you? Where's the guy here?
1: Oh, it's that's so true. Like in the modeling world, I've been on so many shoots where someone will show up and they don't look like their pictures anymore and the client is not happy. I mean, that's why we always send digitals now, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: But I think if, and this is interesting because this is taking something that's been around a very long time. That's a very large business that makes a ton of money that's yeah. working that no one wants to screw with because it pays all the bills and creates everything that they have. But it's taking that and saying, well, wait a second. What if we left the wrinkles in?
1: Yeah. What if, if we, we left, left the, the lines? wrinkles
2: in? Well, part of what happens if you left the wrinkles in is the company that makes $100 million or $1 billion dollars a year selling wrinkle cream is going to be pissed because you just told people they don't need their cream anymore. Yep. So one of the people who funds you is going to be really upset that you left the wrinkles in because now their cream is less desirable. And so what happens with the products when you get back to your most natural self, some of the products aren't necessarily needed.
1: Yep. And then
2: companies get real fiery when their stuff isn't needed. And so I, I think going all the way back to the basis of business, what creates a great business is actually solving a real problem. Yes. When we run out of real problems to solve, which I don't think there's a lack of today. I think there's real problems that need to be solved. But when we lack lack real problems to solve, we create problems. And then we create people that need to solve the problem that really doesn't exist.
1: Yeah. I mean,
2: if we went back 300 years ago and said, you know, is the biggest problem on earth at this point people's wrinkles? (laughs) I I don't think so.
1: Do you think that... In regards to what we're talking about, that the more we can help ourselves and others feel whole and I'm enough and I'm loved and I have enough, mm-hmm. that the the need for the cr- wrinkle creams and this sort of thing will fall off over time?
2: Possibly. Possibly, They'll right? find something new. They'll find something new to do. And that's a pivot in every industry. Like someone says, well, if Blockbuster video fades away, how are people ever going to watch movies again? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, Blockbuster faded away, but Netflix came around and everyone loves it.
1: I just would love to see the beauty and personal care industry shift a little bit more into Mm -hmm. this like self-love part. Mm -hmm. And it's they where you
2: started. It's teaching someone how to drop deeper into their most natural self yeah. instead of trying to get them to manipulate themselves to become something other than themselves.
1: It's really getting people to fall in love with all of them and not yeah. need all this stuff for the outside.
0: This episode is sponsored by Isaiya, where you find an obsession with details and the best in men's Neapolitan clothing. Visit it to shop or make a private stylist appointment.
2: I just saw a little video someone posted. It might have been you. Someone posted it this morning on Instagram and it was like nose job, $10,000, breast job, $7,000, um, Something else, twelve thousand dollars. All the injections, the the Botox stuff, twenty thousand yeah. dollars over time. Breast rem- explant to remove the breasts, twenty thousand dollars. Yep. No, just to get them out completely. Okay. Um, spending all the money in order to heal from the the ailments that came from manipulating her body so much. And then yeah. it ended with her on a yoga mat saying I could have spent all this money and time investing into things that would have made my soul richer. I, I love went, that Ooh. so much. So it's starting to trend there.
1: Yes. I love starting that. To. It's starting. I want to talk a little bit about the rules for men and women in society because I feel like they're still very different. I feel like if a man you know, he gets gray hairs and wrinkles, he's distinguished and handsome. And if a woman gets gray hairs and wrinkles, she's like an old maid. What do you, what do you think? What are your thoughts on that?
2: Uh, it's a taught behavior It's totally taught in some cultures, having stretch marks from a baby or are, are, are a rite of passage Yeah, where someone goes, wow, she's now evolved as a woman. In other parts of the world, they go, oh, my gosh, I need to go lipo, tummy tuck, ice freeze, something those away because they're ugly. Those are I just both learned, taught distinctions.
1: I just learned a couple of weeks ago there's something called the mommy makeover. I don't mm-hmm. know how I didn't know this, but it's uh, tummy tuck and boobs, boob lift or something that you do when you know you're done having kids. Yeah. I was like, what? Super popular. This stuff exists.
2: All these things are because we've been shown. Now, I'm going to put an asterisk in here. An asterisk is if it's because there's problematic symptoms in your physical health and you need to make the adjustment in order to maintain your health. That's one thing. That's a little asterisk. That's a group of people who need to do something like this because otherwise their body is in physical danger.
1: Of course, yep, yep.
2: There's the line, and then there's 80 to 90% of everyone else who does it. And the reason they're doing it is they have an image they've been taught of what beauty or pretty is, and they're chasing that image, and they're willing to manipulate their entire body just to get there.
1: Women are really told in our country to look like you are 20 years old forever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we're constantly chasing something that just isn't achievable. And I see it in, I mean, I see it in myself. I see it in my girlfriends. It's really hard. I hope it starts shifting much quicker. It's starting to, people are definitely starting to talk about it. But the fact that people, I mean, people go into depressions, full depressions because... They look in the mirror and they don't recognize themselves anymore.
2: Yeah. What all that is is reality doesn't match their blueprint of what they think the word is, should be happening. Instead of cherishing what's real, like I have a friend of mine, her name's Kayla. Um, she was born with cystic fibrosis. Mm-hmm. And so that means at some point in her life, her lungs are just going to stop working. Yeah. And they did. And what was interesting was I saw a picture, how I found this person. I was on Instagram and I was scrolling and just a picture caught my eye. You know, this, you, someone catches your eye and you're like, ooh. And I just yeah. stared at this picture for so long. And, and this young good looking woman. And I was like, wow, like she, she's really, she's just glowing. And it's a little graphic, so if you don't like graphic stuff, close your eyes for like 30 seconds. Um, But for everybody else, she was just radiating. And Uh, this was her. uh,
1: Yeah. She has a giant
2: smile on her face, thumbs up. And this young woman has stitches straight down the middle of who she is and then tubes coming straight out of her. Turns out that while they were doing the double lung transplant, the lungs were good, but her heart started to fill with fluid. So they had to cut her open again and put a draining tube straight into her heart to allow the fluid to drain out of her heart. Yeah. And that was her after the double lung transplant and the open heart surgery, sitting there with a giant smile on her face. Mm -hmm. And when I looked at her and I heard her story, going all the way back to what it means to have enough. Yeah, I was like, damn, if damn. I can breathe on my own willpower, I've got more than enough to have a great life.
1: Yeah, two of my girlfriends who both one fought cancer twice, one had a mm-hmm. kidney infection, and they're two of the most positive people I know. They're so fun. Everything's great. All Everything's the time. amazing. You know they have their moments, but and they have their feelings, but they really bring it back to gratitude. Totally. I
2: That's think so if true. if we spend more time and you see this happening more and more where there's a kid in, and speaking of young people, there's a kid in school that has some traumatic experience they've been through, whether they yeah. were born with it or an accident happened or life took a twist, whatever. Somehow there's something really difficult this child is dealing with or young person is dealing with. And you see these beautiful videos where a girl or guy who's considered to be the most popular in school and beautiful and all his jazz goes, you know what? I'm going to take Ralph or I'm going to take that person to the school dance. And oh my God, the kid gets so damn excited and they have so much fun. And the girl has the time of her life and the guy has the time of his life. And it's not the two most beautiful people doing it, but really it is the two most beautiful people doing it. Cause yeah. they're looking at the inside of this human and realizing how kind and generous and brave and strong and powerful they are and choosing the person from the inside out instead of the outside in. And it's really, it, it is hard when we're young. I mean, yep. I'll, I'll rewind back. When I was a kid, I chose people to try to date based on what my eyes were attracted to. Yeah. And it didn't work out well. I mean, yep. it was fun, but my goodness, it never added up to anything more than a couple months. Yeah. And there was different programs I had to go listen to and learn. And I had to grow up a little as a guy and, and finally have that piece where I'm like, ooh, I'm looking for a partner in life, not someone to procreate with. Yeah. And I was like, I can procreate with them. Biology will lead you to someone you can procreate with. Partnership will lead you to someone you can have a great life with.
1: Yeah. Yep. And
2: learning how to differentiate that because both of those are beautiful. It is yes. beautiful to find someone your body is like, ooh, I could procreate with that human. Yes. Uh, but it's even more beautiful to be like, wow, I would still like to talk to that human after yep. procreating for more than a month. Uh, and and figuring out how to find that beauty in the conversation, the relationship and the depth of partnership is really powerful.
1: Yep, I agree. I'm going to shift a little bit. Where do you think confidence comes from?
2: Experience.
1: Experience.
2: Totally. Confidence is, is just experience. You've yeah. been there. You've done that. You realize it's not as scary as you thought. And, and you figured out all the little tricks and parts of it of what makes it work.
1: So it's wisdom. Kind of. Kind I of, mean, right? someone who's
2: on their first photo shoot, that is, that's really nervous. Like, that's. Yeah. I mean, am I sitting the right way? Am I doing the right thing? When you're on your 1200th photo shoot, you're like, what's up, peeps? I'm here. Like <laughs> you cruise in totally different because you've been cruising? here, you've done it. <laughs> you, you know what you know what's going on. You know how to yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, and so that's true. just the, the confidence is just because you've done it 1,200 times. And yeah. what I've really realized is the people who seem to have the most peace in the world, mm-hmm. like real, real centered, just certainty or calmness or groundedness, are people that when chaos is happening are deeply rooted in whatever practice or faith they have.
1: Yeah. I agree with that. They just seem to be so
2: grounded when everyone else is freaking out and running around. They just have like a certain level of certainty about them that other people lack in those moments.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's really powerful. Do you think it's some, that they're believing in something other than themselves?
2: Yeah. I think it's also practice
1: practice.
2: I mean, if you've practiced something for 40 years of your life and you're in a moment of chaos, mm-hmm. your practice of 40 years comes to the surface.
1: Yeah, I love and that. so the
2: truth is all of us have been practicing stuff for 10, 20, 30, 40 years of our life. And in a moment of stress, whatever we've practiced comes to the surface. Yes. Some people practice worry, fear, anxiety. Some people practice joy and, and love and, and abundance. And whatever mm-hmm. we're squeezed, what practice what we've practiced is what surfaces and so for those yeah. people the stuff the tenants they've practiced within their religion of whatever those core pieces are come to the surface when they're really squeezed or stressed mm. by life
1: okay i think we're going to go into my beyond beauty round let's it's a do a little it. it's a little like a rapid fire but you don't have to go super quick um okay are you ready i'm ready All right. First question. Do you have a mental health or wellness practice that you've used since you were younger that you think has made a big difference today?
2: Totally. So when I was 14 years old, I started doing this thing called a daily hour of power. So I'd go Mm. for a walk and I would do breath work, affirmations, incantations, gratitude, and visualization to set up my day for success. Love. I started that at 14 years old. So I've been doing that for 20, 22 years, every wow. single day.
1: You, you still do it today. Mm-hmm. Amazing.
2: Yeah. So what? for 22 years that I've started every single day with building the day in my mind, flooding it in the gratitude, and I've morphed it. Now that when I got married, my wife and I go on that walk together. And now uh-huh. that we have our child, we take Koa with us and he, I mean, he's nine months old, so I don't know. He does make a bunch of noises. I think he's saying stuff that he's grateful for or he's telling Dad to shut up. I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He definitely has the energy around. Yeah. Um, Would you say that's your favorite, favorite mental health practice?
2: Mm, Mental health. The best mental health practice I've ever seen for most people is sleep. Getting really, really high quality seven and a half to eight hours of sleep is unbelievably healing for the mind
1: totally agree favorite spiritual ritual
2: probably prayer prayer just praying yeah one of my favorite thoughts is pick someone who you love and pray for their happiness every day for 30 days don't tell them just do it and Mm. watch how their life transforms by putting all of your effort into powerful prayer every day
1: i love that Um, What's one piece of advice you got from your mother or father or grandparents that you carry with you still today?
2: Uh, Probably from my mom. Simple thing. She says, you know, really realize you're guided and protected in all that you do.
1: I love that. So do you do you say that to yourself when you feel unsure or things get scary or? So how that
2: came about, I remember when I was giving you a really specific instance, I was a little kid. We were leaving grandma's house to drive back from LA to San Diego. As we were leaving, it was pouring rain. My mom was, I was upset because I wanted to go hang out with my friends and we were late. And my mom was like, Hey, it's not smart to drive through the pouring rain like this. Like this is dangerous. And I'm like, I don't care. Let's get home. I want to hang out with my friends. So we're driving. We get about 15 minutes in the drive and she goes, Oh my God, we forgot something. We got to turn around. Now I'm even more frustrated because now we're even more late for me to hang out with my friends and I don't even know what we were going to do, play basketball or something like it wasn't yeah, even Yeah,
1: but what, important. Your, your friends are very important when you're I little.
2: was so fired up about this. So we turn around, I'm huffing and puffing. We get back, pick up what we needed, get back on the road. We pull right back up to where we almost were. And about five minutes further, there is a huge accident that happened on the freeway. Mm. And the huge accident, we happened at the exact time we would have been there if we would have kept going forward. And for some reason, we were turned around and guided away from that. And every time something like that would happen, my mom would reaffirm it and go, see, we're guided and protected. If we would have kept going, we would have been in this accident, but we were turned around and protected.
1: I love that. We're guided and protected. Go, mom. Uh, What book is by your nightstand? right now? Like five of them, like me. have a stamp.
2: Um, <laughs> Let's see. I got keys to the vault, good strategy, bad strategy, the book of questions and the road, less stupid insight from here.
1: Okay. So four. All right. Is there something you're inspired by? Um,
2: I'm inspired by people who find a way to make life beautiful regardless of circumstance. So mm. they've taken the hand that they're dealt um, and instead of being upset about it, instead of being angry about it, instead of being frustrated about it, like they play that hand as hard as they possibly can and make the most out of every moment of what they've got.
1: I love that. Okay. So I always ask my guests what's in their purse, but I don't think you probably carry a purse. No. Um, but I ask them what's in their purse product and supplement wise, beauty wise, what do you always carry with you? Do you have any like products, supplements that you're loyal to?
2: Supplement stuff. So stuff that I've used for a very long time and it just fits well with me. Um, I've had personal trainers who put me on different types of whey protein and stuff like that. I had a guy who flew his whey protein and had it sourced from cows in New Zealand like to get the cleanest, best type of stuff. Yeah, Um, I'll use that for short periods of time to do specific bodybuilding or stuff like that and weightlifting. But the thing I've always circled back to is Vega. They make some really good stuff. I've always used their coconut almond protein mix that has like greens and veggies and fruits and it's just a lot packed in one shake. I use that and we travel with that wherever we go. We'll just pick up a bunch of travel packs and take it with us.
1: I bring my protein powder with me too.
2: Yeah. So that's something I've used for years that always goes with us as far as nutrient or supplement wise. And I would love if they're listening right now and y'all want to sponsor someone, boom. I'd love, I'd love to be one of Vega's uh,
1: Love it. Vega do, <laughs> Vega, do you hear <laughs> us? Vega, do you hear us? It hasn't
2: happened yet, but at some point they're going to call. I know it.
1: They're going to. They're going to. Okay, so final question. If you could go back in time and tell your younger self something about confidence or self-acceptance, what would you tell him?
2: I think with confidence and self-acceptance, that transformed a lot for me over the years. And so if I were to give you a a quick fast-forward timeline version of different moments, Uh, when I was really young, probably like 14 years old, I used to love watching MTV music videos when I'd get ready for school. And my favorite music video was Hypnotized by Biggie Small and Puff Daddy. And I just remember 14-year-old me watching that video thinking, if I could live like that, that would be amazing. Like, and there was, what they were portraying in the video when I grew up, I learned was actually all rented. Um, they, I mean, these guys were living in a house together, recording stuff in the basement, all the artists of that label. So they were trying to make it, but they did a good job at portraying this amazing life. And so there was yachts and girls and guys and helicopters and planes and houses and boats and cars and everything. And I was like, yeah that's really living.
1: Hmm. And I remember
2: seeing all that thinking, man, someday, someday, like that would be it. And I'd feel so great. And so when I was really young, I used to, you know, buy clothes and outfits and stuff thinking if I was wearing the right stuff, then I would really be something. And so a lot of that confidence was built on all this external stuff. Hmm. Fast forward, took a trip around the world, uh, worked a hard labor job, lived in other countries, um, and I remember at one point when I was living in Uganda, I was teaching organic farming, and that at that point in my life, I was only probably twenty years old. But that's where I felt most alive because like nobody here cares about stuff, like yeah. they just don't care. Like most people here have one shirt, have yeah. one skirt, or one oh. pair of pants. That is yeah. it. That's the whole, whole outfit line is one shirt. And then like have shoes, mostly don't sometimes have some flip-flops, like not a lot. yeah So stuff didn't matter there, which is yeah. totally different than how I grew up when I was really young. And yeah. it felt so free. I was like, man, stuff doesn't matter. Like who you are matters, how you treat people matters. Um, you know, having enough money to like buy food matters. Yeah. But stuff didn't really matter people mattered yeah this is kind of cool um and then almost i I got sick there i had malaria twice and at one point i had fifty five thousand parasites per one red blood cell and was told i had six days left to live and i was like wow i mean health really matters like shit i was 20 years old and i almost died and i'm like man that would that that was not my plan like i i had a lot more plans i wanted to do past 20 years old and i almost didn't have those because of a few you know mistakes with malaria
1: yeah and i was like man
2: just being alive is the coolest thing ever and then fast forward from there um you know, years went by, I got into sales, got into achieving and I wanted to get a house and graduate and meet a wife and all this stuff. And I got back into the mix again of all the things and stuff and places and cars. Yeah. And then rerunning into that young woman on Instagram that caught my attention, Kayla, and just realizing like, man, just being able to breathe, just being able to be alive every day is the coolest thing ever. And so one thing that really does it for me in confidence, if I can go back and tell myself, I don't think there's words that can express that to a person. I think it's experience. That's why when you asked where does confidence come from, I said experience. If you can take someone and put them in all those different positions.
1: Thank you so much for being here. I mean, I, I can't wait to go back and listen to this and take notes and just like learn more and digest it all. You gave us such, you gave us so much knowledge. Tell us where everyone can find you. If you're working on anything big and exciting at the moment, tell us all that.
2: Sure. Um, If you just go to my website, jerekrobbins.com has a bunch of information. We put out blogs all the time. Um, Current project we're working on right now is just helping business owners grow their businesses. We have a, new business we created here in Puerto Rico called High Performance Ventures. And our logo is a little triangle, but Mm. it goes, there's a little X above it where it keeps going beyond the triangle. And we just think of that as helping people go beyond success. And so the first part is we help them fill up that triangle. So I am enough. I have enough. I'm loved enough. Uh, The other thing that's needed in today's world and the way the current world is, is the ability to grow your business and have a flourishing business with lots of revenue and income and profit. So we show people how to maximize, you know, relationships, personal performance and their business. And when we do those three, they fill up the bottom part. And then when they cross out of that, now they can focus on things beyond themselves, which is beyond success to go focus on giving and sharing and helping others.
1: I love that. Wow. So if they want any information, they can go on your website for that. Yeah.
2: Go to jerickrobbins.com.
1: I love it. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram. Thank you so much. I'll see you soon. You're so welcome.
0: Thank you for joining another Beyond Beauty Project conversation. At the end of the day, we're all in this together. Don't forget to check out our website at www.beyondbeautyproject.com where you can find all of our socials. And don't be shy. Bridget wants to hear from you. So feel free to send a DM or an email to let us know your thoughts and what you'd like to hear about next. See you beauties on the next Beyond Beauty Project. Catch us next Tuesday.
3: This podcast episode is designed to be for informational and discussion purposes only. I am not a doctor and I'm not trained as a medical provider or counselor. I do not provide medical care or attempt to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any physical ailment or any mental or emotional issue, disease, or condition on this podcast. Always seek the advice of your own physician or other qualified healthcare providers with any questions you may have regarding your personal medical condition. Do not disregard recommended medical advice or treatment or delay in seeking professional medical advice because of information or content obtained from this podcast. If you have or suspect that you have a medical or mental health issue, please contact your own health care provider promptly. For urgent medical needs, please contact your health care provider or call 911 immediately.